Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. On today's podcast, I'm pleased to welcome back Exting-based trainer Gay Kellaway to get an update on her team's fabulous work saving horses in Ukraine. Thanks for joining me again, Gay. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Well, when we last spoke, it was on episode 117. You had just come back from your first trip to Poland about a month ago. A lot has happened since then. It certainly has. And um, we set up a Just Giving account and people have been wonderful within the racing industry, especially so, um, considering it's just about in general four horses. But the racing, racing folk have really stepped up and they've been absolutely amazing. You know, everybody from ARC, um, they donated a lot of money and from Pam Sly to Peter Chappelheim, many, many trainers, not all of them, but many trainers, Julie Camacho pushed the Northern boys, um, to donate. Um, she's done a great job, um, very kind and people have been, you know, I feel very humble knowing these people <laughs> and pleasure of getting people coming, getting in touch with me and talking to me and people I've never met before and they're, they're sending us donations. It's been absolutely amazing. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I checked up before making the podcast and uh, on the uh, Just Giving page, it's at 22,715, that's 56%. And you said off air, you've got some other contributions to add to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Charlie Thornycroft is running the hub. Um, Teresa is running the accounts. So everything's legit and uh, everything can be accounted for. Like we got over 1,160 bales of shavings. We're not there yesterday. Uh, from Holland, and obviously that's quite expensive to do that. Um, but it's not just a one-off. We're talking about a regular thing happening. This, this war, or the aftermath of this war, if it's ever going to end, is, is horrendous. And um, we need as much contributions and to keep it going. You know, it's just not a one-off. That's why I did a second trip where between Neil and Julia and myself, we managed to uh, bring back um, – uh, a mother and a young girl and their dog and their horse. I got them to 
Holland to the hub in Holland from from our Polish border, which took fourteen hours to drive straight straight route. Um, and from Holland, we got them to Bordeaux, where Anne-Sophie Crombert and uh, organised a, a space at Bordeaux racetrack. That the French were very helpful, and uh, where they went on from Bordeaux to Porto in Portugal. So it's a it's a it's a run of links and chains and people in various countries all pulling together and it's just keeping it going and keeping everybody up to date and trying to, you know, get yourself out there and, and, and meet more people that can help. And, you know, uh, it's amazing how many people have called me or uh, stepped up to the mark. It's amazing. It's amazing, actually. There's some really good people out there. And are you noticing already that your work in Poland is, is making a difference? I think I've changed a few people's life between uh, between us, and, um, and and it has made a difference for the animals. I mean, my um, uh, sister-in-law, um, she shows Great Danes at Crufts, and she's part of the rescue there. And it just happened the Great Dane was looking for a home, and we're working on the paperwork. Um, they can't afford to keep the, the poor go- the poor dog. And we've um, we found her. We're going to find her a new home in the UK, providing you know we get all the paperwork correct, etc. Um, so it's not just horses; it's people and animals. We do we're covering everything really. Uh, if we can help, we will help. If we can try, we're, we'll help anybody. Anybody that's in trouble in, in, regarding this war, we will help the best of our ability and through our contacts. And pets and horses are still coming into the hub on a regular basis. Yes, they are. Um, anything. We even had a Galileo two-year-old um, that came in the hub the other day that's going down to Warsaw, Poland, um, to the racing stable there. But, I mean, we get amazing type of horses, foals, Shetland ponies, all different types of animals. But obviously it's very difficult to get horses into the UK because of the uh, Brexit and the Euros. Um, Ireland's been great. We sent two horses to Ireland and two young girls with their horses to Ireland where they both have jobs and the horses have a home. So there's been a lot of lovely stories, success stories. Um, we're doing the best we can. Uh, Charlie's been wonderful. Without her, none of this would happen. Um, she gave up a job at Windsor and um, and just put her heart and soul into it. And um, Ben Shel- Shelbick, without him, um, he's Bantam Transport. He, he does all the shipping for us. Without him, we couldn't have it. We, this couldn't be doable. Um, he's already organised a big truck to go over there this weekend. Uh, we're doing something every day. I like to think I'm doing something every day that counts to help with, with this awful war that's affecting so many people's lives, so many animals' lives, and it's just horrendous. You mentioned there things like logistics and planning must be probably the most important. Yes, it is, and it's planning, and in which we do between us, just a small group. We've had no funding, you understand, from any other charities uh believe it or not ben managed to get he did his own funding and he managed to get a pony club did some funding uh, but apart from that it's been us solely us um with the just giving account and um and wonderful press coverage as well which has been absolutely super um but it's all about funding it can cost up to nearly a thousand euros to get a horse across the border and some horses have to wait like four days sometimes stood there it's horrendous stories i've heard and you know, uh, we're, we're doing the best we can, what we can, what resources we have, you know. But it's still very, very tricky. There's a lot of corruption through the border as well, you can imagine. Uh, as much as there's very good people, there's a lot of bad people out there that are sort of cashing in from the war or, 
you know, they have inhumane, you know, it's just horrendous. But um, we're, we're getting through that. And, we, you know, it's um, Charlie's pretty shrewd. She's a, a bit of cut above average human being and um, she's pretty sharp on these things. But we're, we're, like you said, it's, a, it's all about a chain and it's running that chain smoothly. And you've mentioned Charlie several times there. Um, how long has she actually been out there now? Well, she went over three days with a, back, uh, a sack, of, a knapsack on her back, a rucksack on her back, rather. Um, and uh, she was there for three days, and she ended up being there for six, seven months. So, and she's continued to do so, keeping on without no payment, no payment at all. It's all charity, and um, I'm supporting her as best we can. We are. Um, and just trying to be as useful as we can. And Julia Bennett has been absolutely brilliant from Lambord. She's my Lambord contact. She's been absolutely a superstar. And as has Neil Carson, they've really stepped up those two. And there's a couple of other people that have been on in touch with us. Um, Marble Transport wanted to take a lorry over there with Holly Dawes' father, Mark. He's he's volunteered. Um, the next the next trip's going to be quite exciting. We've got the Racing Post going with us, so hopefully we get a bit more coverage. But this is not a one-off. It's a it's consistent. Keep going. Every six or eight weeks, we need to go over there with supplies, or I need to find more contacts to get supplies to them, either from Germany, Poland, France, wherever, Holland, and um, through my contacts, the best I can and the best I know how. I trust people to do the job, so it's all about a lot of trust as well. And what things do they need the most at the hub? Medical, medical more than anything. Uh, horse medical. Um, you know, horses get a lot of colic and they also need, they're very dehydrated. Um, we need to get electrolytes into them, uh, feed obviously. And well, bedding, I've sorted out before <laughs> there's truckloads of bedding I got there, but it's still, you must understand it's not just the hub. We, we actually move a lot of stuff over to Ukraine itself, where there's people like a farmer, he had two horses and he was bombed all around him. And he, he took in, he, I think he's got about 30 horses on his in his in his on his land that he's trying to feed himself and obviously there's no supplies no money and we're we're helping him and as other various stables in in ukraine we're helping um because they don't want to leave leave their home you can understand that you know they're just hoping things are going to get better you must know the route now between uh newmarket and lviv well 2800 miles yeah i mean believe me i know germany inside out <laughs> Poland and we all know the best place we, we try and get the lorries to Poland because the diesel is the cheapest there uh, Germany's are really expensive uh, we've learned a lot about these different countries Holland you know wonderful people in Holland they are so receptive receptive and, and and wonderful you know you know very humankind you know they've been so kind with, with what they've done for us so and, and as, as as have the Polish you know and I read somewhere that you where you've been, you've actually heard gunfire. You're not that far from the border. Yeah, yeah. And I spoke to Charlie last night. And I could hear the sirens going off. Uh, we've heard gunfire from from where we 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 were staying. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of weird, and it's kind of weird. People are weird when it comes to you know, poor Charlie. She's had to deal with all kinds of people. Like these French came over and they wanted selfies with the refugees. I mean, what's that all about? Listen, you know, war brings some strangest people out there. You know, very, very strange, you know. Um, yeah, and the, a vet turned up there and she wasn't a vet and she was just going there taking pictures of herself with, you know, horses that are in a critical state. I mean, it's terrible, you know. And this is what Charlie has to deal with, you know. 
these strange people. And Charlie's such a nice person that, you know, she, she, you know, she finds it quite hard to trust these people. I can totally understand, you know. So we have to try and give her, we, we try and give her as much support as we can. You know, there's just a small group of us, a dozen of us, and just giving her as much support as we can and, and know that we're there for her, you know. And when's your next trip planned? Well, Julia will probably go out there, we'll fly her over. Believe it or not, it's only two and a half hours to fly to the nearest airport to the hub, which is 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away, which is handy. So if we need to get, you know, something vital over there, we can get it over. Or if she needs some more help, another pair of hands. But we actually plan to send three lorries over there on the 25th of June. So we're trying, trying to gain as much supplies as we can at the moment to get to get over there. With um, there'd be a lot of feed going over there, and various, you know, head collars, uh, ropes, buckets, uh, anything. You know, uh, electric fencing is really important because obviously, with so many landmines around, we've got to sort of fence the horses in Ukraine around. Because, like I said, a lot of the supplies will go to will, uh, is actually going to Ukraine from our hub. As you say, this will be a regular, regular trip because horses must be continually going to the hub. Oh. Yes. Yeah, and then we they stay in the hub and we they rehabilitate there for a few days or whatever longer they need, and then we move them on. We have to move them legally. We have to move them on. Um, and if they are chipped, we usually the wonderful thing is when they're chipped and Charlie is a matter of make it going on on the internet, making a call or finding them on email and finding the owners. And the owners are just like overwhelmed that we found their horse that they let loose in, in the middle of nowhere. You know, so you know there's been some wonderful stories. And on the racing front, your your stable. Had two winners at, at Yarmouth. Um, we had three. Eight, the other on the got, yeah, yeah, we yeah. just got beat a short head for three. I've never had three winners in a day. Lots of two winners in two seconds. But yeah, great. They're in great form. The small stable we have. We've got some nice two-year-olds as well to look forward to this year. Um, we haven't really got going yet, but it's been great. Yeah, and wonderful team at home. I never stop working anyway, so it's 24 hours for me. But I, I, I love I love being around the horses. I have a, a, a wonderful stable. I own myself, so I'm very, very lucky. And very privileged to have um, some wonderful people around me. Got a good team here and some nice horses and some great owners of great fun. And you mentioned Holly Doyle's uh, father. And Holly rode one of those winners at Yarmouth. Yes, yeah, she did. And uh, let's hope she wins the championship. She's got my vote. And if I can be of any help to her at all, I will give her as many, hopefully, winners as I can. I'd love her to win the championship. That'd be a dream. Yeah, as we speak, she's the, she's top of the table. Yes, isn't it wonderful? Uh, it seems a long way from the day you won at Royal Ascot, isn't it? Uh, oh gosh, that was back in 1987. Yeah, very few women existed then riding. So, <laughs> yep, it's a long way. I've uh, covered a lot of miles and a lot of ground. I look in the mirror sometimes and think, Jesus, am I really that old? <laughs> uh, we uh, Time is free, but we have to use it wisely because it goes so quickly. You're definitely using it very wisely at the moment, Gay. Uh, but sadly, your horse, Ocean Cloud, you've sold to America. Yes, and the owners, they had the choice of keeping it for Royal Ascot, but they decided to send it to France to race, which is fair enough. And, you know, you just got to take it on the chin. This is the way it is. This is the way racing is in England. You have to sell because it's a non-profitable sort of um, business. Um, having horses racing in England, you don't seem to cover your costs winning a race in England, an average race in the UK. So there's going to be a lot better horses at Ascot than her. You have to be a realist. You've got some wonderfully bred fillies, better bred than her. Quick as she was, you know, she's only really a sharp early two-year-old. And, you know, when you get off that sort of money, 
um, it, you can't turn it down. But back to saving horses in Ukraine, people can can still uh, donate by the Just Giving page, and you're chasing for is it uh, forty thousand? Hopefully, we can get that up with more coverage and further yes, trips across. Yeah, yes, we're chasing forty thousand. So we had to give ourselves a little bit of a goal, but we're going to keep continuing as much we can. And the money, like I said, is being used very wisely. Um, the Theresa's keeping on top of all the accounts, and uh, and uh, yeah. It's it's brilliant, you know. It's um, people donating every single day, whether it be if everybody that owned a horse donated a pound, it'd be wonderful. Well, thanks again, Gay, for joining me, and for thank you, Steve. all the fantastic work that you, you and all your team uh, are doing on the long straight road. I think it's not the long and winding road to uh, Lviv. You said it was straight. It's a long and bumpy road, trust me, and it's hard work. And we were exhausted after the last trip. All, all, all of us was exhausted, and uh, the team did so well. So proud of them, and and we get on wonderfully well because we're doing something really worthwhile. You know, they're not doing it for money because they're not getting paid. My volunteers, they're doing it for real passion, for really wanting to to do good. You know, so they've really stepped up. They're great, great people. Well, you certainly are doing some worthwhile work, Gay, and thank you again for joining me. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pad. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.